Hey hockey fans, I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. We host the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. We're lifelong hockey fans who talk about the game and the lifestyle. Our guests include professional hockey players. My rookie party had to wear Speedo and then we had a checklist of stuff we had to do. Here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of like, <laughs> you know better than that now, boys. I got dressed for the Bruins. You get a phone call. He's like, dude, we need you over here by the elevator. You got to get downstairs. You got to get dressed right now. I started playing the like, dun, 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 and I turned it around and it had the Olympic rings and said, we did it. NHL team hockey reporters. I actually took the Stanley Cup to this ice bar where they've got now girls around them and I've got a fur coat on. <laughs> I wonder who, who he shoot checked over here. <laughs> and then <laughs> I looked down at my favorite Hockey fans. The entire bar was lined with guys in Kings jerseys. We quickly realized, oh my gosh, this is the dad's trip. And we bring unique hockey stories to light. Coming back to England, 24 rings in the entire country. That's where the problem starts with the sport of ice hockey here. Canadian Blind Hockey Association, those few kids we interviewed, their whole week is built around Sunday at the rink. They're just hockey players. We don't agree on everything. Pineapple goes on pizza. <gasps> no, it does not. <laughs> I think it does. Well, we do agree that there are many people and places that build the House of Hockey. New episodes every Tuesday. Come on in to the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. The third round is in full swing and the action increases from game to game. Yeah, that's right. The Suns are up one nothing on the Clippers and the Hawks and Bucks get underway on Wednesday. This is where the contenders are separated from the pretenders. To give you some skin in the game, DraftKings will be offering free-to-play pools every day of the basketball playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. That's up to $10,000 in total prizes up for grabs each day, and the best part is it's free-to-play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to Pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what is around what you think is going to happen during the day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get a free shot at $10,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome to episode 55 of season 2 of the Kings and as always presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Jordy Cunningham. Thank you so much for joining us here for once again episode 55 of season 2 of the Kings Den. Sorry there was no episode on Thursday, but we're back. It's Monday and we have a lot to talk about, but let's give you an NHL 
playoff update quickly. And as we're recording this, the Vegas Golden Knights just tied their series against the Montreal Canadiens. Roy, the winner in overtime in Vegas, ties the series at two going back to Vegas. What a series this has been. How about Marc-Andre Fleury bumbling that puck for Josh Anderson scoring in game three? Of course, Caulfield, the winner in overtime, giving Montreal the 2-1 series lead. But Nicholas Roy just gives the overtime win for the Vegas Golden Knights. So that series is going back to Vegas, tied at 2. Looking at the other series, the New York Islanders, Tampa Lightning. That series is tied at 2, going back to Tampa. What a win for the Islanders a Saturday night, sorry, as Pollock, an unbelievable save from the defenseman. The defenseman covering the goaltender in the final seconds, making an unbelievable save. And it was so funny how when the, a few seconds later when the game ended, the teammates all hugged the defenseman, Pollock, uh, instead of the goaltender. That was hilarious. That was an awesome moment. But both series tied at two. This is what we live for. This is what the NHL playoffs are all about and it's been very fun to watch very fun to take in both series tied at two and by Thursday's episode we might know what the Stanley Cup final is we'll just have to wait and see but it's been just awesome awesome semifinal matches so far so that is your NHL playoff update but we we're the Kings then we got to talk a little bit about the LA King and here's something I would kind of like to discuss and I've talked about this for a while. And this is something I've I've gone over the Kings RFAs, restricted free agents, over some of the last few episodes, right? Their own restricted free agents. And this is something that I touched on, I think, last episode or a couple episodes ago. And I'd like to go more in depth on it here. Because there's an unwritten rule, kind of, in hockey in the NHL, that you don't go after other teams, RFAs, restricted free agents. It's an unwritten rule. You don't do it. There's been a couple examples of people doing it, and GMs aren't happy when you do that. But I just want to go down this road for a second, go down this avenue, because I want to go down this avenue because Rob Blake and the LA Kings want to be aggressive this offseason. We know that. They want to be aggressive, and they want two top six forwards. We know that as well. And we've talked about it at length. If you look at the top six right now for your LA Kings, it's Anze Kopitar, Dustin Brown, Alex Iafalo. And then after that, like, Athanasiu, more kind of fits in. It kind of, it's not set in stone. Like, it all kind of changed. Kempe, like, it wasn't set in stone. So, with that, I've kind of been thinking, and of course we've talked about how the Kings could be on be in on Jack Eichel and they could do that. And they have other ways of doing it as well. And it's such a weird offseason because of the flat cap, because of, a, of the expansion team in the Seattle Kraken. By the way, it's now just less than a month until the expansion the protection list have to be in so that's something we'll be talking about as the next month goes on but the kings want to be aggressive rob Blake wants to be aggressive and he wants two top six forwards and yes eichel yes there's free agency we've talked a bit about free agency we'll talk a bit about it again 
including Dougie Hamilton. We'll talk about that in, in a different episode. But in this episode, I want to talk about the RFAs. I want, I want to talk about if the Kings can do the unwritten rule of going after an RFA. And it's an interesting thing to discuss because, again, it's a bit of an unwritten rule. You're not really supposed to do it. But if you're going to look at some of the RFAs around the league, the Kings could steal one and make people very unhappy. Very unhappy. Well, first, they want a top six, they want a top six center. And yes, you have Quinton Byfield coming in into, into the field next year. But is he going to be your number two center right away? He's supposed to be, but who knows? And <laughs> to be honest, center depth, you want center depth no matter what. So, here's something that I want to make Canucks fans here cringe quickly. I'm looking at Sportsnet, which we have up here in Canada. They have an article out. The NHL's top 12 RFAs of 2021. And there's a couple on the list that like that just aren't reasonable. And a couple on the list that they have the 10.2C clause. So that means they can't be given an offer sheet. But could you imagine, number four on this list is Vancouver Canucks' Elias Patterson. Could you imagine? And it, and there is talk in Vancouver that uh, the deal's going well, that talks are going well between Pedersen and his agent and the Canucks about him. Resanding in Vancouver sounds like a bridge deal, like a three-year deal. But could you imagine if Rob Blake and the LA Kings were just like, screw it, we want Pedersen. And imagine then that your center depth is Kopitar, Pedersen, Byfield. That is, that's some good center depth right there. That is some great center depth. He was Rookie of the Year in 2019, won the Calder Trophy in 2019, was 16th in the heart voting in 2020. He was injured last season. Injured for the second half. He had a slow start and then got hurt. He So he just had 21 points through 26 games in 2021. And that felt like underachieving that. 21 points in 26 games is nothing, nothing to sniff your nose at, but that felt like underachieving. He's plus 19 in his career. His shooting percent... Percentage is 17.6. So, is this something that the Kings could do if they want to go down the road? Is this an option that they want to go? Do they want, do they want something? Do they want someone else? But could you imagine if the Kings went after Elias Patterson? First off, you guys know I'm in Vancouver. The market would go nuts here. They would go insane if that happened. People wouldn't be able to take it. People would go just ballistic if that happened. Taking the Canucks superstar, oh my god, people would go nuts. So there's one option. And that's one of the center options. If you look at the defense, like we've talked about our defense and we talked about how there's a lot of growth that can come up with it and we kind of like the defense. But there's a few RFAs that you could go after. You very well could Go after. On the top of this list is Kale McCarr. He's at the top of this list I'm looking at right now. And of course, that's going to be a lot of money. Do you want to have that much money for two defensemen? Probably not. Number two on the list is Miro Heiskanen of Dallas. Again, both these guys are going to be over $8 million. Do you want two defensemen for $18 plus million? Probably not. You already have... You already have... Doughty and Kopitar, both making over $10 million. 
Kopitar at 10 million, Doughty at 11 million. If you get Eichel, that's another guy that's 10 million. So do you want that? Yes, potentially they're looking at it. But on the defensive end, you're not going to get a guy like Vakar like you could, but it's just going to be so much money. Colorado will probably, by the way, Colorado has a ton of issues. Like they get bounced in the second round unexpectedly, and now Landis Cogs a free agent. They have questions as well, but they're definitely like it's going to be big money for Kale McCarr. Miro Heiskanen in Dallas, he's going to get a lot of money. He's probably not an option. And honestly, with the defense for the Kings, I'm not really concerned because that's a defense that has to grow. I w- maybe might add one, but like if you can get rid of Olimata, that's awesome. That's awesome. But like Doughty, Roy, Walker, Mikey Anderson, Tobias Bornfoot, those five right there, I think those are pretty much set in stone. I really do. Please get rid of Curtis McDermott. Holy Christ. Get rid of him or at least make him a seventh defenseman. And also... Christian Wolanin is a free agent. He only played in a couple games for the Kings, but he really impressed at the World Championships in Latvia. So he might be an option, as you know. So those are that's a couple different options. But as you go down this list of, again, the Kings want top six forwards. Caprizov is on this list, but again, he has like Quinn Hughes. He has a 10.2C RFA, so he is immune to an offer sheet. But you can this is one I'm interested in. Number six on this list is Brady Kachuk. And he he's, he wants to stay in Ottawa. He said that. He wants to stay in Ottawa. And Ottawa is a good thing going there. But could you imagine if the Kings go and offer sheet a guy like Brady Kachuk and bring him to L.A.? Kachuk, Brady Kachuk is a guy that wants to be in Ontario. Or in Ottawa. But... He hasn't been asked about an extension yet or anything. And again, it's a, a very strange year with no, with the flat cap, like the cap isn't going up, it's staying the same. And again, with the expansion draft and such. So it's a very interesting time. So could you imagine going and getting Brady Kachuk? And you have Kachuk on Kopitar's wing or even on Quinton Byfield's left wing? That would be awesome. And he's a guy that. Well, he's a guy that scores, plays 18-plus minutes a night, 118 career points in just under 200 career games. But he can score. His teammates love him. And he does, he's not afraid to throw the, throw the body around like his brother. And you know how... And it would actually be kind of funny because, you know, Brady's brother Matthew of the Calgary Flames and Drew Doughty don't really get along well. But if they could play with one of them, that'd be pretty interesting as well. That'd be very interesting. Another one that's very interesting is Andre Sheshkahov of the Carolina Hurricanes. Because Carolina Hurricanes just got bounced out of the playoffs as well. When they kind of expected to make a run at it. Sheshkahov has been everything and more for the Carolina Hurricanes. He's been awesome. And he's open to re-signing. But he's trusting his agent and doing it. So again, RFA, it's most likely he's going to sign back with Carolina. But could you imagine if, again... And I'm using that phrase a lot. Could you imagine? But if the LA Kings go and decide that, yeah, we want Sveshnikov. And again, every team has a chance to match whatever the Kings would offer. But this is all like hypothetical, obviously. But it's very interesting to think about. Very, very interesting to think about. And it's something I've been thinking about a lot this offseason. It really is. And Carolina has a bunch of questions as well because they have Sheshnikov as an RFA. They have Dougie Hamilton has, as a UFA who they've told he can go start talking to teams. That was a big deal that, at the start of this week. So, again, 
it's very interesting times for a lot of these teams that that are good but haven't got over the hump yet because players are expiring from their cheap deals and they want their money. So it's interesting to see. Patrick Line, he's RFA. I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. I really don't think so. Like that how let's talk about that. How bad did that trade end up for both teams? For both teams. Like Line was wasn't good in Columbus. And Pierre Luc Dubois wasn't that good in Winnipeg. So this that trade was interesting to me. You can also look at the Rangers like a Pavel Bushnevich. He's been good for the New York Rangers. Hit he had 19 goals in this last season. Like he had a good year. He's a guy that's again gonna resign with the Rangers. But he's another guy that you go after. Another right winger. Like he's a could be a good option for the LA Kings if the LA Kings decide to go the RFA route. And speaking of RFAs. Speaking of RFAs, by the way, if they really want to, if the, Rob Blake really wants to be like, yeah, let's screw someone over, Connor Granlin is a good one to go after on the RFA market. Just had a great, another great year for the Arizona Coyotes. Just played well at the World's End, won gold with Team Canada. He's awesome at 5-on-5, five five, awesome on the forecheck, great in pretty much every role. Could, could the LA Kings go after him and really decide to screw someone over? That'd be very interesting, going after Connor Granlin. And then you look at other names on the list. And here's one that's interesting that's been talked about a lot is Vince Dunn. Because I've t- I've stated that the Kings should bring back like the same defense, but they do want another piece. And again, like I don't really want Olimata back there. And there's been Vince Dunn's name a lot around the LA Kings, taking him from St. Louis. Could that be an option? Could Brandon Carlo be an option from the Bruins? Could... Uh, Hyman being an option from the Bruins. There's a lot of good RFAs out there. And again, RFAs usually re-sign with their teams. But do the LA Kings want to flip the script? Do they want to go after someone like that? Like Andrew Koff is an RFA. Rasmus Dahlin is an RFA who hasn't really worked out in Buffalo. Sam Reinhart is an RFA and apparently he wants out of Buffalo. And all the talk up here in, in Vancouver is that he wants to come home. Like, Joel Erickson-Eck is an RFA. Yamamoto of, out of Edmonton. Kevin Fiala out of Minnesota. I'm not, I'm not a big Fiala guy, actually. Uh, Sam Bennett, recently out of Florida. There's a lot of interesting, interesting RFAs this year. And, again, I know going after RFAs isn't really the norm. It isn't really a big deal. It isn't really something that players do, nor should they do. Oh, sorry, teams do, nor should they do. But it could be very interesting. Like, there was a couple cases, I believe. Wasn't Ryan Kessler involved in one? Didn't the Flyers want him? And the King and the Canucks had to sign him to a deal? There's been a couple different instances. I don't remember all of them off the top of my head, but I remember that was a big one. That was a big one. Like, the whole offshoot thing, it doesn't really happen. But I'm talking about it here. I'm talking about it here. Could the Kings sign an RFA to an offer sheet. It's interesting. Yeah, 2006, the Flyers tried to sign sign Ryan Kessler to an offer sheet. And the Canucks signed him back. So, there's different options, man. Different A couple just examples of big ones. Like St. Louis 
had a, had a couple in the early nineties. They Scott Stevens to an offer sheet, Brendan Shanahan to an offer sheet. Like there's a couple different ones. There's a lot of interesting offer sheets that have gone on over the years. So it's interesting to see what can happen. Some of the times they don't work out. I don't think we've seen, seen an offer sheet in over 10 years. Like GMs don't like when you do it. I believe the latest one here was the Sharks sent an offer to Nicholas Dolmerson of the Blackhawks. And the Chicago Blackhawks matched it back in 2010. It's a four-year, $14 million deal. So. And again, with offer sheets, you can screw teams over. You can screw teams over. So, and again, there's a bunch of logistics to it. But the RFA market is very interesting. And that's something that I think could be looked into. Because, and again, it's not the most popular option. But what one hasn't happened in over 10 years. So what's wrong with the LA Kings breaking trend and going after someone? They want two more top six forwards. They want a big name on defense. And it's going to be, again, very interesting with this offseason because this offseason is unlike any other because, like, just a few seasons ago, there was the expansion draft for the Vegas Golden Knights. This year, it's an expansion draft again, of course, for the Seattle Kraken. But this year is also different because of the salary cap not going up, the flat cap, as they call it. So that's very interesting. Because, again, the cap is staying. It's not moving. And the Kings have a ton of space. A ton of space. They have $20.5 available in cap space. By the way, Kovalchuk's contract is buyout off the books now, finally. But it's just it's going to be an interesting offseason. And I really think that going to RFA route could really change something. It really could. On the, on the Kings' dead cap, they still have half of Jeff Carter's contract for next year. They still have Dion Phaneuf's buyout for two more years. And they got Mike Richards paying him money forever, which is wild. Wild. But again, ton of space. $20.5 million in cap space. There's a lot that the LA Kings could do this offseason. But in this episode, I wanted to go over the RFA route because it is very interesting to me how... There hasn't been an RFA offer sheet in, again, I believe 10 plus years. And it could be an interesting path for the LA Kings as teams figure out and maneuver different things that they're doing this offseason. I think it could be something, a different route for the LA Kings to go, you know? And again, it's something that that's different and bucks the trend. And I think GM Rob Blake could very well do that this offseason because he wants to be aggressive. He, again... He wants the Kings to be competitive. He wants two top six forwards. And he wants, a, I believe, a right-hand shot defenseman. So, go out there and do it, man. Like, go out there and do it. You have the arsenal to do it. So, this is just the RFA market I want to talk about it about today and how it's an unlikely path. But it's one that I really think that the LA Kings could go on it. Could go on and sh- maybe should go on this offseason in this very different, interesting, unique offseason. And with all that being said, that's it here for episode 55 of season two of the Kingston. I really wanted to have that conversation about the RFA market because I think it is a really interesting one to have. 
But with that, that's it for this episode. Again, as always, don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, and review to not only the King's Den, but to every podcast around the Hockey Podcast Network because everyone is doing so well around the network, especially the teams in the playoffs, Vegas Nightly, Bolts Broadcast, Never Say Die, and of course, Habs Nightly. Everyone is killing it. So go check. And all the teams not in the playoffs, everyone is killing it as well. All the teams, shows, all the individual shows, like original content shows, they're all absolutely killing it. So go check them all out. And of course, don't forget to follow us on Twitter or Instagram at the Kingston THPN. And don't forget to follow the Hockey Podcast Network because, of course, we're presented by the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter and Instagram at HockeyPodNet or on Facebook, YouTube. Just search the Hockey Podcast Network. And, of course, check us out on Patreon for just $1. You can find all of our exclusive bonus content, including After Hours and so much more. And with all that, have a great week. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Go get vaccinated if you haven't. It's awesome to see that things are opening back up, especially in the States. Up here they're in Vancouver, they're just slowly opening back up. It's awesome. But stay safe. Wear your mask if you want. Again, they're, they're becoming optional pretty soon here. Get vaccinated again if you want. Have a great week, and we will talk to you on Thursday. Episode 50.